Chapter Five of The Temptation of Saint Anthony by Gustav Flaubert, translated by Lafcadio Hearn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. Four. And Anthony beholds before him a vast basilica. The light gushes from the further end marvellous as a multicoloured sun it illuminates the innumerable heads of the crowd that fills the nave and that eddies about the columns toward the side aisles where can be perceived in wooden compartments altars beds little chains of blue stones linked together and constellations painted upon the walls in the midst of the throng there are groups which remain motionless men standing upon stools harangue with fingers uplifted others are praying with arms outstretched in form of a cross others are lying prostrate upon the pavement or singing hymns or drinking wine others of the faithful seated about a table celebrate their agape martyrs are unbandaging their limbs in order to show their wounds and aged men leaning upon staves recount their voyages there are some from the country of the germans from thrace also and from the gauls from Scythia and from the Indies, with snow upon their beards, feathers in their hair, thorns in the fringe of their garments. The sandals of some are black with dust, their skins are burnt by the sun. There is a vast confusion of costumes, mantles of purple and robes of linen, embroidered dalmaticas, hair shirts sailors caps bishops mitres their eyes fulgurate strangely they have the look of executioners or the look of eunuchs hilarion advances into their midst all salute him antony shrinking closer to his shoulder observes them he remarks the presence of a great many women some of these are attired like men and have their hair cut short antony feels afraid of them hilarion those are christian women who have converted their husbands besides the women were always upon the side of jesus even the idolatrous ones for example procula the wife of pilate and poppea the concubine of nero do not tremble come on and others are continually arriving they seem to multiply to double themselves by self-division light as shadows all the while making an immense clamour in which yells of rage cries of love canticles and objurgations intermingle antony in a low voice what do they desire hilarion the lord said 
I have yet many things to say to you. They possess the knowledge of those things. And he pushes Antony forward to a golden throne, approached by five steps, whereon, surrounded by ninety-five disciples, all very thin and pale, and anointed with oil, sits the prophet Manes. He is beautiful as an archangel, immobile as a statue. He is clad in an Indian robe. Carbuncles gleam in his plaited hair. At his left hand lies a book of painted images. His right reposes upon a globe. The images represent the creatures that erst slumbered in chaos. Antony bends forward to look upon them. Then Manes makes his globe revolve, and regulating the tone of his words by a lyre which gives forth crystalline sounds, exclaims, The celestial earth is at the superior extremity the terrestrial earth at the inferior extremity it is sustained by two angels the angel splendidaneous and omophorus whose faces are six at the summit of the highest heaven reigns the impassable divinity Below, face to face, are the Son of God and the Prince of Darkness. When the darkness had advanced even to his kingdom, God evolved from his own essence a virtue which produced the first man, and he environed him with the five elements. But the demons of darkness stole from him a part, and that part is the soul there is but one soul universally diffused even as the waters of a river divided into many branches it is this universal soul that sighs in the wind that shrieks in the marble under the teeth of the sword that roars in the voice of the sea that weeps tears of milk when the leaves of the fig-tree are torn off the souls that leave this world emigrate to the stars which are themselves animated beings antony bursts into a laugh <laughs> what an absurd imagination a man having no beard and of a most austere aspect wherefore absurd antony is about to reply when hilarion tells him in a low voice that the questioner is none other than the tremendous origin himself and manes continues but first they remain a while in the moon where they are purified then they rise into the sun antony slowly i do not know of anything which prevents us from believing it manes 
the proper aim of every creature is the deliverance of the ray of celestial light imprisoned within matter it finds easier escape through the medium of perfumes spices the aroma of warmed wine the light things which resemble thoughts but the acts of life retain it within its prison the murderer shall be born again in the form of a salephus he that kills an animal shall become that animal if thou plantest a vine thou shalt be thyself bound within its boughs food absorbs the celestial light therefore abstain fast hilarion thou seest they are temperate manes there is much of it in meats less of it in herbs moreover the pure ones by means of their great merits despoil vegetation of this luminous essence and thus liberated it reascends to its source but through generation animals keep it imprisoned within the flesh therefore avoid women hilarion admire their continence mones or rather contrive that they shall not create antony oh abomination hilarion what signifies the hierarchy of turpitudes the church has forsooth make marriage a sacrament saturninus in syrian costume he teaches a most dismal system of the universe the father desiring to punish the angels who had revolted ordered them to create the world christ came in order that the god of the jews who was one of those angels antony he an angel the creator said of did he not seek to kill moses to deceive his own prophets to seduce nations did he not sow falsehood and idolatry broadcast marcion certainly the creator is not the true god saint clement of alexandria matter is eternal bardesanes in the costume of the babylonian magi it was formed by the seven planetary spirits the hermians souls were made by the angels the priscillianists it was the devil who made the world antony rushing back from the circle horror hilarion supporting him thou despairest too hastily thou dost misapprehend their doctrine here is one who received his teaching directly from theodas the friend of st paul hearken to him and at a sign from hilarion valentinus appears in a tunic of cloth of silver his skull is pointed at its summit his voice has a wheezing sound the world is the work of a god in delirium antony bending his head down 
the work of a god in delirium after a long silence how can that be valentine the most perfect of beings and of the eons the abyss dwelt in the womb of the deep together with thought by their union was begotten intelligence to whom truth was given as a companion intelligence and truth engendered the word and life who in their turn begat man and the church and that doth make eight eons he counts upon his fingers the word and truth also produced ten other eons which is to say five couples man and the church had begotten twelve more among these the paraclete and faith hope and charity perfection and wisdom sophia the union of these thirty eons constitutes the pleroma or universality of god thus even as the echo of a passing voice as the effluvia of a perfume evaporating as the fires of the setting sun the powers that emanated from the principle forever continued to grow weaker but sophia desirous to know the father darted from the pleroma and the word then made another couple christ and the holy ghost who reunited all the aeons and all together formed jesus the flower of the pleroma but the effort of sophia to flee away had left in the void an image of her an evil substance Akaramoth, the saviour took pity upon her freed her from all passion and from the smile of Akaramoth redeemed light was born her tears formed the waters by her sorrow was dark matter begotten of Akaramoth was born the demi ergos the fabricator of worlds the creator of the heaven and of the devil he dwells far below the pleroma so far that he cannot behold it so that he deems himself to be the true god and repeats by the mouths of his prophets there is no other god but i then he made man and instilled into his soul the immaterial seed which was the church a reflection of the other church established in the pleroma one day a karamot shall reach the highest region and unite herself with the saviour the fire that is hidden in the world shall annihilate all matter and shall even devour itself and men becoming pure spirits shall espouse the angels origin then shall the demon be overthrown and the reign of god commence antony expresses a cry 
and forthwith basilides taking him by the elbow exclaims the supreme being with all the infinite emanations is called apraxus and the saviour with all his virtues calacau otherwise line upon line rectitude upon rectitude the power of calacau is obtained by the aid of certain words which are inscribed upon this chalcedony to help the memory and he points to a little stone suspended at his neck upon which stone fantastic characters are graven then thou wilt be transported into the invisible and placed above all law thou shalt contemn all things even virtue we the pure must flee from pain after the example of calacau antony what on the cross the elchisites in robes of hyacinth answers him the woe and the degradation the condemnation and oppression of my fathers are blotted out through the mission which has come one may deny the inferior christ the man jesus but the other christ must be adored whose personality was evolved under the brooding of the dove's wings honour marriage the holy spirit is feminine hilarion has disappeared and antony carried along by the crowd arrives in the presence of the carpocratians reclining with women upon scarlet cushions before entering into the only thou shalt pass through a series of conditions and of actions to free thyself from the powers of darkness thou must at once accomplish their works the husband shall say to the wife have charity for thy brother and she will kiss thee the nicolaitans gathered about a mass of smoking meats this is a portion of the meat offered to idols partake of it apostasy is permissible when the heart is pure gorge thy flesh with all that it demands seek to exterminate it by dint of debauchery peronikos the mother of heaven wallowed in ignominies the marcosians wearing rings of gold and glistening with precious balm and unguents enter among us that thou mayest unite thyself to the spirit enter among us that thou mayest quaff the draught of immortality and one of them shows him behind a tapestry hanging the body of a man terminated by the head of an ass this represents sabaoth father of the devil he spits upon the image in token of detestation another shows him a very low bed strewn with flowers exclaiming the spiritual marriage is about to be consummated a third who holds a cup of glass utters an invocation blood 
suddenly appears in the cup. Ah, behold it, behold it, the blood of Christ. Antony withdraws, but finds himself bespattered by water splashed from a cistern. The Helvedians are flinging themselves into it, head foremost, muttering, The man regenerated by baptism is impeccable. Then he passes by a great fire at which the Adamites are warming themselves, all completely naked in imitation of the purity of paradise, and he stumbles over the Messalines, wallowing upon the pavement, half slumbering, stupid. Oh, crush us if thou wilt, we shall not move, work is crime, all occupation is evil. Behind these, the abject paternians, men, women, and children, lying pell-mell upon a heap of filth, lift their hideous faces, wine besmeared, and they cry aloud, The inferior parts of the body which were created by the devil belong to him. Let us eat, drink, and sin. Aetius. Crimes are necessities beneath the notice of God. But suddenly, a man, clad in a Carthaginian mantle, bounds into their midst, brandishing a scourge of thongs in his hand, and strikes violently and indiscriminately at all in his path. Ha! Impostors! Simonists, heretics, and demons, vermin of the school's dregs of hell. Marcion there is a sailor of Sinopius, excommunicated for incest. Carpocrates was banished for being a magician. Aetius stole his concubine. Nicholas prostituted his wife. And this Manes, who calls himself the Buddha, and whose real name is Kubricus, was flayed alive with the point of a reed, so that his skin even now hangs at the gates of Tessiphon. Antony, recognizing Tertullian, rushes to join him. Master, help, help! Tertullian continuing, break the images, veil the virgins, Pray, fast, weep, and mortify yourselves. No philosophy, no books. After Jesus, science is useless. All have fled away, and Antony beholds, in lieu of Tertullian, a woman seated upon a bench of stone. She sobs, leaning her head against a column. Her hair is loose, her body weakened by grief, is clad in a long brown simar. Then they find themselves face to face and alone, far from the crowd, and a silence, an extraordinary stillness falls, as in the woods, when the winds are lulled, and the leaves of the trees suddenly cease to whisper. This woman is still very beautiful, although faded, and pale as a sepulchre. They look at one another, and their eyes send to each other waves, as it were, of thought. 
despairing drift of a thousand ancient things confused mysterious at last priscilla speaks i was in the last chamber of the baths and the rumbling sounds of the street caused a sleep to fall upon me suddenly i heard a clamour of voices men were shouting it is a magician it is the devil and the crowd stopped before our house in front of the temple Aesculapius. i drew myself up with my hands to the little window upon the peristyle of the temple there stood a man who wore about his neck a collar of iron he took burning coals out of a chafing dish and with them drew lines across his breast the while crying out jesus jesus the people shouted this is not lawful let us stone him but he continued oh those were unheard of marvels things which transported men who beheld them flowers broad as suns circled before my eyes and i heard in the spaces above me the vibrations of a golden harp day died my hands loosened their grasp of the window bars my body fell back and when he had led me away to his house antony but of whom art thou speaking priscilla why of montanus antony montanus is dead priscilla it is not true a voice no montanus is not dead antony turns and sees upon the bench near him on the opposite side another woman sitting she is fair and even paler than the other there are swellings under her eyes as though she had wept a long time she speaks without being questioned maximila we were returning from tarsus by way of the mountains when at a turn in the road we saw a man under a fig tree he cried from afar off stop stop and rushed toward us uttering words of abuse the slaves ran up he burst into a loud laugh the horses reared the molossi all barked he stood before us the sweat streamed from his forehead his mantle napped in the wind and calling us each by our names he reproached us with the vanity of our work the infamy of our bodies and he shook his fist at the dromedaries because of the silver bells hanging below their mouths his fury now filled my very entrails with fear and yet there was a strange pleasure in it which fascinated me intoxicated me first the slaves came master they said our animals are weary then the woman said we are frightened and the slaves departed then the children began to weep we are hungry and as the women were not answered they disappeared also from our view he still spoke i felt some one near me it was my husband but i listened only to the other my husband crawled to me upon his knees among the stones and cried dost thou abandon me 
and i replied yes go thy way that i might accompany montanus antony a eunuch priscilla ah does that astound thee vulgar soul yet magdalen joanna martha and susanna did not share the couch of the saviour souls may know the delirium of embrace better than bodies that he might keep eustolia with impunity the bishop leontius mutilated himself loving his love more than his virility and then it was no fault of mine sotas could not cure me a spirit constrained me it is cruel nevertheless but what matter i am the last of the prophetesses and after me the end of the world shall come maximilla he showered his gifts upon me moreover no one loves him as i nor is any other so well beloved by him priscilla thou liest i am the most beloved maximilla no it is i they fight between their shoulders suddenly appears the head of a negro montanus clad in a black mantle clasped by two cross-bones peace my doves incapable of terrestrial happiness we have obtained the celestial plentitude of our union after the age of the father the age of the son and i inaugurate the third which is that of the paraclete his light descended upon me during those forty nights when the heavenly jerusalem appeared shining in the firmament above my house at pepuzza ah how ye cry out with anguish when the thongs of the scourge lacerate how your suffering bodies submit to the ardour of my spiritual discipline how ye languish with irrealizable longing so strong has that desire become that it has enabled you to behold the invisible world and ye can now perceive souls even with the eyes of the body antony makes a gesture of astonishment tertullian who appears again standing beside montanus without doubt for the soul has a body and that which is bodiless has no existence montanus in order to render it yet more subtle i have instituted many mortifications three lengths a year and prayers to be uttered nightly by the mind only keeping the mouth closed lest breathing might tarnish thought it is necessary to abstain from second marriages or rather from all marriage the angels themselves have sinned with women the archontics wearing silices of hair the saviour said i come to destroy the work of the woman the tatianites wearing silices of reed she is the tree of evil her bodies are but garments of skin and continuing to advance along the same side antony meets the valicians extended upon the ground with red wounds below their bellies and blood saturating their tunics 
they offer him a knife do as origin did and as we have done is it the pain that thou fearest coward is it the love of thy flesh that restrains thee hypocrite and while he watches them writhing upon their backs in a pool of blood the canites wearing knotted vipers as fillets about their hair passed by vociferating in his ear glory to cain glory to sodom glory be to judas cain made the race of the strong sodom terrified the earth by her punishment and it was by judas that god saved the world yes by judas without him there would have been no death and no redemption they disappear beneath the horde of the circumcelliones all clad in the skins of wolves crowned with thorns and armed with maces of iron crush the fruit befoul the spring drown the child pillage the rich who are happy who eat their fill beat the poor who envy the ass's saddle-cloth the dog is meal the bird is nest and who is wretched at knowing that others are not as miserable as himself we the saints poison burn massacre that we may hasten the end of the world salvation may be obtained through martyrdom only we give ourselves martyrdom we tear the skin from our heads with pincers we expose our members to the plough we cast ourselves into the mouths of furnaces out upon baptism out upon the eucharist out upon marriage universal damnation then throughout all the basilica there is a redoubling of fury the audience shoot arrows against the devil the Coliridians throw blue cloths towards the roof the ashites prostrate themselves before a water-skin the marcionites baptize a dead man with oil a woman standing near apelles exhibits a round loaf within a bottle in order the better to explain her idea another standing in the midst of an assembly of samsians distributes as a sacrament the dust of her own sandals upon the rose-strewn bed of the marcosians two lovers embrace the circumcellionites slaughter one another the valesians utter the death-rattle bardasane sings carpocras dances maximala and priscilla moan and the false prophetess of cappadocia completely naked leaning upon a lion and brandishing three torches shrieks the terrible invocation the columns of the temple sway to and fro like the trunks of trees in a tempest the amulets suspended about the necks of the heresiarchs seem to cross each other in lines of fire the constellations in the chapels palpitate and the walls recoil with the ebb and flow of the crowd in which each head is a wave that leaps and roars nevertheless from the midst of the clamour arises the sound of a song in which the name of jesus is often repeated accompanied by bursts of laughter 
the singers belong to the rabble of the people they all keep time to the song by clapping their hands in their midst stands artus in a deacon's vestments the fools who declaim against me pretend to explain the absurd and in order to confound them utterly i have composed ditties so droll that they are learned by heart in all the mills in the taverns and along the ports no a thousand times no the son is not co-eternal with the father nor of the same substance otherwise he would not have said father remove this chalice from me why dost thou call me good god alone is good i go to my god to your god and many other things testifying to his character of creature the fact is further demonstrated for us by all his names lamb shepherd fountain wisdom son of man prophet the way cornerstone says, i hold that both are identical artus the council of antioch has decided the contrary antony then what is the word what was jesus the valentinians he was the husband of acaramoth repentant the Sethianians. he was shem the son of noah the theodosians he was melchizedek the merinthians he was only a man the apollinarists he assumed the appearance of one he simulated the passion marcel of ancyra he was a development of the father pope calixtus father and son are but two modes of one god's manifestation methodius he was first in adam then in man serinthus and he will rise again valentinus impossible his body being celestial paul of samosata he became god only from the time of his baptism hermogenes he dwells in the sun and all the heresiarchs form a circle about antony who weeps covering his face with his hands a jew with a red beard and spots of leprosy upon his skin approaches close to antony and with a hideous sneer exclaims his soul was the soul of esau he suffered from the belleforentian sickness was not his mother the seller of perfumes seduced by a roman soldier one pantherus antony suddenly raising his head looks at them a moment in silence then advancing boldly upon them exclaims doctors magicians bishops and deacons men and phantoms away from me begone ye are all lies the heresiarchs we have martyrs more martyrs than thine prayers that are more difficult outbursts of love more sublime ecstasies as prolonged as thine are antony but ye have no revelation no proofs they all at once 
brandish in the air their rolls of papyrus tablets of wood scrolls of leather rolls of woven stuff bearing inscriptions and elbowing and pushing each other they all shout to antony the cerinthians behold the gospel of the hebrews the marcionites behold the gospel of the lord the marcosians the gospel of eve the eucratites the gospel of thomas the canites the gospel of judas basilides the treatise upon the destiny of the soul manes the prophecy of baku antony struggles breaks from them escapes them and in a shadowy corner perceives the aged ebionites withered as mummies their eyes dull and dim their eyebrows white as frost in tremulous voices they exclaim we have known him we have seen him we knew the carpenter's son we were then the same age as he we dwelt in the same street he used to amuse himself by modelling little birds of mud aided his father at his work without fear of the sharp tools or selected for his mother the skeins of dyed wool then he made a voyage to egypt from whence he brought back wondrous secrets we were at jericho when he came to find the eater of locusts they talked together in a low voice so that no one could hear what was said but it was from that time that his name began to be noised abroad in galilee and that men began to relate many fables regarding him they reiterate tremulously we knew him we others we knew him antony ah oh, speak on speak what was his face like tertullian his face was wild and repulsive for as much as he had burthened himself with all the crimes all the woes all the deformities of mankind antony oh no no i imagine on the contrary that his entire person must have been glorious with a beauty greater than the beauty of man eusebius of caesarea there is indeed a paniades propped up against the walls of a crumbling edifice surrounded by a wilderness of weeds and creeping plants a certain statue of stone which some say was erected by the woman healed of the issue of blood but time has gnawed the face of the statue and the rains have worn the inscription away a woman steps forward from the group of the capocratians marcelina i was once a deaconess at rome in a little church where i used to exhibit to the faithful the silver images of st paul homer pythagoras and jesus christ i have only kept that of jesus she half opens her mantle dost thou desire it a voice he reappears himself when we call upon him it is the hour come and antony feels a brutal hand seize him by the arm and drag him away he mounts a stairway in complete darkness 
and after having ascended many steps he finds himself before a door then the one who is leading him is it hilarion he does not know whispers in the ear of another the lord is about to come and they are admitted into a chamber with a very low ceiling and without furniture the first object which attracts his attention is a long blood-coloured chrysalis with a human head surrounded by rays and the word nufus inscribed all around it in greek characters it is placed upon the shaft of a column which is in turn supported by a broad pedestal hanging upon the walls of the chamber are medallions of polished iron representing the heads of various animals the head of an ox the head of a lion the head of an eagle the head of a dog and the head of an ass again earthen lamps suspended below these images create a vacillating light through a hole in the wall antony can see the moon shining far off upon the waves he can even hear the feeble regular sound of lapping water together with the heavy thud occasionally caused by the bumping of a ship's hull against the stones of the mole there are men crouching down with their faces hidden by their mantles from time to time they utter sounds resembling a smothered bark there are women also sleeping with their foreheads resting upon their arms and their arms supported by their knees they are so hidden by their garments as to resemble heaps of cloth piled up at intervals against the wall near them are half-naked children whose persons swarm with vermin they watch with idiotic stare the burning of the lamps and nothing is done all are waiting for something they talk in undertones about family matters or recommend to each other various remedies for their ailments some of them must embark at earliest daylight the persecution is becoming too terrible to be endured nevertheless the pagans are easily enough deceived the fools imagine that we are really adoring nufus but one of the brethren feeling himself suddenly inspired takes his place before the column where a basket has already been placed filled with fennel and aristolochiae on the top of the basket is placed a loaf the inspired brother unrolling a placard covered with designs representing cylinders blending with and fitting into one another commences to pray the ray of the word descended upon the darknesses and there arose a mighty cry like unto the voice of light all swaying their bodies in unison respond the inspired brother then was man created by the infamous god of israel 
aided by those who are these pointing to the medallions astolphios orias sabaoth adonai eloi eau and man hideous feeble formless and thoughtless lay upon the slime of the earth all in plaintive accents kyrie eleison the inspired brother but sophia compassionating him vivified him with a spark of her own soul then god beholding man so beautiful waxed wroth and imprisoned him within his own kingdom forbidding him to touch the tree of knowledge again did the other succour him she sent to him the serpent who by many long subterfuges made him disobey that law of hate and man having tasted knowledge understood celestial things all raising their voices Kyrie eleison, the inspired brother, but he Abdalauth, through vengeance, cast down man into the world of matter, and the serpent with him, all in a very low tone, Kyrie eleison. Then all hold their peace, and there is silence. The elders of the port mingle with the smoke of the lamps in the warm air the lamp wicks crepitate their flames are about to go out long mosquitoes flit in rapid circlings about them and antony groans in an agony of anguish as with the feeling that a monstrosity is floating about him as with the fear of a crime that is about to be accomplished but the inspired brother stamping his heel upon the floor snapping his fingers tossing his head wildly suddenly chants to a furious rhythm with accompaniment of cymbals and a shrill flute come 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 issue from the cabin o swift one who runneth without feet captor who seizeth without hand sinuous as the rivers orbicular as the sun black with spots of gold like the firmament star sprinkled like unto the intertwinings of the vine and the circumvolutions of entrails unengendered eater of earth immortally young unfailing perspicacious honoured kindly to man thou who didst heal king ptolemy and the warriors of moses and glaucus son of minos come 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 issue from thy cavern all repeat come 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 issue from thy cavern nevertheless nothing yet appears why what aileth him and they concert together devise means an old man presents a clod of turf as an offering then something upheaves within the basket the mass of verdure shakes the flowers fall and the head of a python appears it passes slowly around the edge of the loaf like a circle moving around an immovable disc 
then it unfolds itself lengthens out it is enormous and of great weight lest it should touch the floor the men uphold it against their breasts the women support it upon their heads the children hold it up at arm's length and its tail issuing through the hole in the wall stretches away indefinitely to the bottom of the sea its coils double they fill the chamber they enclose antony the faithful press their mouths against its skin snatch from one another the loaf which it has bitten and cry aloud it is thou it is thou first raised up by moses broken by ezekias re-established by the messiah he drank thee in the waters of baptism but thou didst leave him in the garden of olives and then indeed he felt his own weakness writhing about the arms of the cross and above his head while casting thy slime upon the crown of thorns thou didst behold him die for thou art not jesus thou thou art the word thou art the christ antony faints with horror and falls prostrate in front of his hut upon the splinters of wood where the torch that had slipped from his hand is burning low the shock arouses him opening his eyes again he perceives the nile brightly undulating under the moon like a vast serpent winding over the sands so that the hallucination returns upon him again he has not left the company of the ophites they surround him call him he sees them carrying baggage descending to the port he embarks along with them end of chapter five